0: Hi, everyone. It's your
1: daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 11th of October 2022. Later, what Telstra had to say about holding consumer data following Optus's cyber security scam and threats. But first, to the economy, because the divergence between business conditions and consumer confidence is continuing to climb. The NAB business survey showed that business conditions rose to pre-pandemic levels, even as the Westpac Consumer index continue to fall. For more, I spoke earlier with NAB's senior economist, Brody Viney. Brody, first of all, why are business conditions and confidence so high? Well, conditions are certainly very high, Ricardo. 25
2: index points uh, in this month's survey for September. There's a number of things playing out there. Uh, Consumers obviously having a lot of support from a very strong labour market, so a lot of people uh, are in work. Um, And we are seeing some wage growth picking up as well. Uh, and uh, really, that's passing through to, to very strong demand that businesses are facing. So uh, demand's about as strong as we've seen in the survey history, um, and, and those conditions are, are as high as they've been pre-COVID. Um, confidence is also fairly strong; it's around the long-run average. So there is a bit of a divergence opening up between conditions and confidence for businesses in our survey, and that's probably confidence being clouded a little bit by the global outlook as well as higher rates, but. As you say, it is very strong as well, and and that's the strength of demand at the moment. Just seems to be punching through no matter no matter what happens, um, which has been a theme through the recent uh, few months of the survey. This general strength
1: is it broad based?
2: It it is Ricardo. It's a, that's really one of the striking things about uh, the survey at the moment. Uh, really across almost all industries and and states, we're seeing quite strong conditions. The one exception there is uh, construction. Um, which has been lagging over recent months where we know uh, a lot of firms in the construction sector have fixed price contracts. Their profitability has been certainly under a lot of pressure as they face very high, uh, costs. Um, and that, that has put that sector under pressure, but it is still sort of in positive territory for, for sort of the way our survey works. Um, but it's, it's, it's lagging a little bit. Other than that, it's really pretty strong across the board with, um, which is a striking feature at the moment.
1: Now, you mentioned earlier the divergence that's growing between uh, business conditions and confidence, but there's an even bigger divergence between business conditions and confidence and consumer sentiment and confidence. Why do you think we're seeing businesses doing well at the moment, yet consumer sentiment so poor? And why isn't it being shown up in, in, in the way businesses are trading?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think there's a couple of things going on here, Ricardo, and, and it is one of the, sh- the, the real sort of mysteries at the moment. Um, one thing is that uh, consumer sentiment is certainly low, but consumers uh, and some of our other research has shown um, really are feeling very secure in their work at the moment. Um, uh, and that's reflective of the strong labour market. People aren't worried about losing their job. Um, and that's giving people clearly some confidence to keep spending, even if they are sort of feeling the pinch on prices and potentially on interest rates. The other aspect of this is probably a little bit about timing so um, uh, we know that interest rates have risen a lot over the last several months that is that impact is coming through for consumers but it's going to take time and people's interest rates and their mortgages only reset over time Um, and so some of those impacts are are really yet to flow through to households Um, whereas for the business they're seeing people spending right now and, and it seems to be holding up for them Um, And so consumers probably in their sentiment are are a bit more forward looking, seeing what's coming down the line in terms of interest rates for them and and getting concerned about that. That's something we're concerned about as well. And we're watching that very closely. We do expect at some point this strength in consumption will drop off.
1: Okay. So all combined, what does it mean for monetary policy?
2: Well, you're you're right to say that there are impacts here. Um, This is a very strong survey. It's not necessarily what the RBA will be looking for in terms of that they're trying to trying to um, cool the economy uh, by raising interest rates at the moment. Um, And we do think there's at least a couple more 25 basis point hikes still to come from the RBA over the next couple of months before we think they'll they'll probably pause and and take a look at um, what the impact is of all the the interest rate increases they've done this year. Um, One thing that might be interesting for the RBA here though is, is what we're seeing in cost pressures. So in the survey out today, uh, Their cost pressure measures around labour costs and also purchase costs have come down a little bit um, from the very, very uh, high levels that they've been at over recent um, months this year. So that could be an early sign um, of a bit of a relief, uh, certainly in some of the upstream pressures around supply chains that we've been seeing that have been a big factor in, in inflation over the past year. So uh, that could be a positive sign for the RBA and maybe um, does indicate that some of those global effects that are flowing into inflation are starting to ease off. Uh, We'll wait and see whether that keeps playing out over the next couple of months of the survey and and in the official data when we get it. Uh, We do still think it's it's likely we'll get a very strong uh, Q3 CPI uh, when that comes through. Um, Some of these pressures might start to have an effect on on the CPI and and actual measured inflation uh, and
1: prices sort of a
2: little bit further down the line.
1: That's uh, Brody Viney there from NAB. Now, the Australian share market fell today 0.3%, 6,645 on the S&P ASX 200. But the real news story on the market today was the Australian dollar once again falling to below 63 US. For more, I spoke earlier with Nathan Somersondaram from Deep Data Analytics.
0: Yeah, I mean, it comes down to the Fed minutes. That's going to be massive. Uh, I think the Fed will continue to talk about rate hikes to control inflation. That's their number one goal. If that's the case, then I think there's more risk. Um, The yield premium since the RBA pivot has almost disappeared. And if the Aussie 10 year bond yield does not provide the premium for the US, then Aussie dollar tends to slide. And I suspect that we're gonna see more downside risk.
1: We've spoken a lot over the past couple of months about how inflation can impact companies and their profits ultimately. But what about now the, these currency moves? Do they now need to impact or, or factor in the impact of a lower Australian dollar? And what does it mean for them?
0: Yeah, it's it's good for some and bad for most uh, because in Australia, we tend to import a lot of uh, products uh, and everything will go up in price, including fuel. Um, so you've got a rising oil price, falling currency, um, that's going to create inflation. So the, the worry that most people have had for corporates is the cost side of things. And I suspect that's going to get even harder. And that'll, that'll get attention to market commentary from corporates in the next couple of months.
1: And speaking of market commentary, AGM season kicked off today really by Telstra. How closely watched do you think this AGM season will be? And what kind of commentary will you be keeping a close eye on?
0: Yeah, we haven't had much guidance through the reporting season, the last one. So a lot of businesses held back guidance. So we're probably going to get some kind of, uh, I suppose, feel of how they've started the new financial year, how's the cost side of things are going. And we've just had a bearish commentary from the Treasurer, which is, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise. Um, So I suspect that people will start to say, okay, if the run rate into the AGM is tough, then potentially that's going to be even tougher going forward. So the the guidance that we get may not be specific number guidance, but just the feel of how the business is running into the AGM is going to be critical to making judgment calls.
1: Nathan Somersen-Durham there from Deep Data Analytics. And as Nathan mentioned their AGM season has started. The big one today, Telstra, uh, one of the first to hold its AGM this season. Its CEO, Vicky Brady, highlighted the need to discuss new rules around consumer data retention. It follows those issues Optus has had with, with cyber security. Here's some of what she had to say.
3: With a growing number of these cyber attacks, some of our... With a growing number of these cyber attacks, some of our customers are asking us what ID documents we keep, for how long, and for what reason. These are all fair questions, and people are right to be asking them. Like many companies, we are subject to multiple pieces of legislation and rules in relation to retaining our customers' ID data. We collect it and fiercely protect it through our cyber security capabilities. But we agree the time is right for a discussion on the laws around keeping data. As we do, we have to get the balance right. And it's a fine balance between identifying our customers, protecting them against fraud, maintaining their privacy and helping law enforcement combat crime. Given advances in technology and the broader work being done on trusted digital identity, I think that balance is achievable and we really look forward to working with the government on it.
1: Vicky Brady there, the CEO of
0: Telstra. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast